The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, offering support for your spiritual growth and addiction recovery. Here's Reverend Dan Beckett. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery podcast. We're glad you're with us today. I'm Reverend Dan Beckett here with co-host Reverend Michelle Vargas. Together, we share ways that spirituality and addiction recovery intertwine and work together to support your spiritual growth in your own recovery journey. We're basically a couple of recovery nerds and ordained unity ministers sharing our experience, strength, and hope on this spiritual journey of addiction recovery. We hope that something you hear today will be helpful to you on your own recovery journey. We invite your questions, comments, wisdom, and feedback anytime. Just send an email to spiritofrecoveryunity at gmail.com. Facebook users, you can message us from our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery. Just click the send message button right below the banner. And please help us carry the message by following and subscribing to Spirit of Recovery on your favorite podcast platform. You can also support our ministry through our Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash spirit of recovery. Today's episode is titled Trusting God. Many of us in addiction recovery can affirm that we've never let go of anything that didn't have claw marks on it. Even when we were, in essence, clinging to a sinking ship. But we eventually find that when we become willing to try a new way, our lives begin to change. When we can truly let go and allow a higher power to provide guidance and direction, our lives begin to become amazing. Today, we want to share our experience, strength, and hope on learning how to let go, trust a higher power, and build a wonderful new life. Yes. So when we read that first sentence about we haven't we never let go of anything that didn't have claw marks on it. We yeah. both laughed because, of course, we totally know what that is about, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and I laughed even more when it came to the part about clinging to a sinking ship. <laughs> we have done all of these things. Um, so, you know, letting go is such an awesome topic, but it's such a hard thing for human beings to do. So having a little compassion for ourselves, even as we laugh at um, the claw marks on the things we let go of, you know, change is very threatening to human beings. It, It scares us, you know, it's just, it's uncomfortable. 
maybe more so for addicts, but I think for a lot of, for pretty much everyone, change yeah. is, is difficult. Yeah. And so we're so often we're willing to hold on to something that isn't what we really want, isn't really good for us, isn't really giving us any of the things we think it is. You know, if we really looked at it, we would see that it's, you know, really, what are we clinging to? Like we're clinging to a sinking ship. This, this ship is not even sailing anymore and yet I'm clinging to it. But somehow for us, that's more comfortable than letting go because letting go is just so, can be just so frightening. It's frightening when you don't have a higher power on board, because what are you letting go into? Nothing, right? You're letting go into nothingness. So of course I didn't want to let go when I had no safety net. I thought there was nothing to catch me. Why would I let go? I'm not going to just be falling into the abyss. So you know, coming to believe in a, in a power greater than ourselves and forging this relationship with a higher power that we believe is something that we can fall into when we let go, that in some way we can't even necessarily explain. When we do start practicing letting go, we feel like the higher power catches us in some way. There is something there to hold us and sustain us and comfort us that wasn't there before. So to me, that's what made all the difference was getting my higher power on board and then and then beginning to experiment with letting go with littler things, you know, or whatever. And 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 seeing that when I let go, I wasn't falling into the abyss. There was something there that was catching me. And I don't know if that makes sense to people. If you've experienced it, I think you know what I mean. Um, but to me, that's how I was able to begin practicing letting go. Yeah, it is a, I found it a difficult thing to do because like you said, it does feel like you're sort of, falling into nothing and in a way i I mean i kind of get that in a way i've heard i've heard mystics saying things like um god is in the space between our breaths and all those zen koans what is the sound of one hand Mm -hmm. clapping and all that those are all really pointing at nothing nothing spots blank spots if Mm -hmm. you will but that idea i did not find very helpful Uh, early in recovery when I was clinging to a sinking ship and I was just thinking about some of the sinking ships that I'd been clinging to and can we mix metaphors can can a can a relationship be a sinking ship and a slow motion train wreck yes because I feel like (laughs) I've been in some more than one perhaps that were like that um and yeah you know just the last thing I wanted was for it to end and then when it did a little bit later, when I had some perspective, I realized how important it was that it did yeah. end. But yeah, claw marks, absolutely. And, you know, I think about what is letting go. We're talking about one of my favorite, one of our favorite, if we can, phrases, let go and let God. Yeah, It's short. It's mysterious. Uh, it It is, t- you know, for me, it's one of those things that it sounds like a great idea and I was on board with it. And then I thought, what does this actually mean? I mean, how, how do you do this? It's not, 
it's not a simple thing or something easy to describe. But mm-hmm. for me, it, it it begins with a willingness to see things differently. Even if I just stop right there and affirm uh, within myself and uh, with the spirit, I am willing, I'm willing now to see things differently. Mm-hmm. Just doing that, in my experience, is enough that I begin to notice things and, you know, doorways, if you will, open up to seeing things yes differently because everything i've heard it said every problem that i have is a perception problem yeah and so i need to be willing to shift my consciousness if you will my idea of how things are or how things should be i need to be willing to shift that in order for any kind of uh change to happen yeah i mean i i totally agree the thing is is like when we're in something, even if it's not working, it can be very hard to imagine that things could be a different way. So even just opening up that little crack of like, maybe there, maybe there could be something different for me, you know, um, loosens up that clinging and that, that holding so tightly, you know, I mean, my, I'm the same. My my biggest examples of this clinging to a sinking ship that was simultaneously a slow moving train wreck is all relationship stuff. You know, I mean, I could have been essentially miserable in a relationship, but clinging to it as if my life depended on it. You know, now I know personally there's abandonment issues and early childhood things that, you know, made that very, very real to me. It's fun to laugh about it lightens it a little bit, but you know, that, that fear of abandonment is a very real experience to me. Um, and so I would rather cling to something that wasn't happy, wasn't healthy, wasn't giving me what I needed or what I thought it was giving me, um, rather than let go of it. And I had to suffer through that, you know, a number of times. And I often have to get really, 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 really miserable before I'm willing to, um, you know, leave those claw marks and let go of something. Um, But I'm, you know, always learning. And, and I think that, I think that, like I said, so much of this stuff is experienced. Don't trust us because we say, let go and let God try it, let go of something that, you know, you need to let go of. And then see if God catches you. Now, of course, I mean this in a metaphorical way. What I mean is that when you think that you are in the absolute lowest low of your life, call out to the higher power and see whether there is not something that responds to you, something that strengthens you, that comforts you, that shows up as a presence that means that you are not totally alone, that you are infinitely loved and supported and cared for. Um, and, and that will give you <clears throat> the strength to do it again. You, you have to have that experience, you know, if you let go and th- nothing catches you, you're not going to do it again, just because we say it, you've got to have experiences of these things yourself. You've got to see that it works for you. Another aspect of letting go of maybe let's say not, not such huge things, but is that, you know, we're really under an illusion that we're in control of things anyway. You know, I mean, there's certain things that we have a certain, um, a certain amount of power over, but largely we don't have the control that we think we have. You know what I mean? 
life is lifing. Life is doing its thing. Other people are doing their thing. The universe is doing its thing. And our sphere of influence is not as big as we may think it is. Now, a whole other topic is the power that we do have, you know, to use our our um, consciousness, what we call in unity, the law of mind action to create the things that we want. But part of letting go, I think, is just really adjusting our perspective on life and the world that this this idea that we are single-handedly controlling everything is really an illusion. And when we start to let go of that idea, um, there's a loosening and a relaxing and a, a less of a forcing our way through, trying to make things come out the way we want, make things happen the way we want, and and moving into what you and I both love to call an allowing, allowing life to unfold without my grip on everything. Yeah, totally. You know what I'm remembering and realizing, and of course, all, all that we talk about is essentially built on the foundation of a practice of, you know, we talk about let go and let God, not just as an idea, but as a practice in our life. And that, of course, is a prayer practice, a contemplative prayer practice, to be specific, which we might also easily call a meditation practice. Because for me, you know, letting go of things and knowing or hoping and finding that I would be um, caught, if you will, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of that, that old saying about how if I if I take a leap off the cliff in faith, metaphorically, not literally, if I take a leap off of a cliff, then either like one of two things is going to happen, right? I'm going to sprout wings or a net will appear, mm-hmm. right? That's kind of what we're talking about. But I I don't do that sort of, um, I don't even know how to say this. Maybe you could fill this in what I'm missing, but I need some kind of actual ongoing relationship with a higher power in order maybe what i'm saying is to feel comfortable doing that mm-hmm. or to believe that that will actually work now maybe it yes. works whether i believe it or not but i know for me um having a a, a regular prayer practice uh, a shifting of my consciousness if you will i had first really encountered it as the idea of turning within for guidance mm-hmm. right a concept yeah. that's um prevalent in the unity movement but that i had not really encountered before that and the idea that there's a spiritual that i'm a spiritual being and therefore there the the presence of all that is if you will is within me and i can turn to that uh with any you know question concern whatever it might be and and ask in silence right in stillness if you will and that's why a, a um mindfulness meditation is so wonderful because it's basically practicing the stillness and the stillness is uh where i can discern a way forward even if it's an intensely practical question should i buy this car or not Mm -hmm. you know should i move to this other city or not um i have found that when i turn within and inquire within we say that i will get an answer now i'm gonna side with unity co-founder charles fillmore here and remind myself and all of us that if i if i feel like i'm getting nothing back that's not the absence of an answer that is itself an answer and it means do nothing mm-hmm. until that, further right i mean like check again tomorrow or whatever later <laughs> those it's eight not, ball things <laughs> yeah 
it's not like the uh, radio is broken, so to speak. It's that the answer is do nothing. What did those eight balls used to say? You know what I'm talking about? The magic eight ball? Yeah. And it said like, try again or something. Could be. Definite, definitely so. Basically, yes and no. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Again, aging ourselves, but you know, that's all right. Okay, so let's get down to the nitty gritty of how we practice this, right? And what we're talking about really is the third step. The third step being turning our will and our life over to the care of a power greater than ourselves, the God of each of our understanding. Yes. So this was the turning point for me in my life from having been someone who um, thought that I was single-handedly controlling my own life and my own destiny to um, realizing the amazing power and release and relief in letting go and turning things over. Now, if you're chafed by the idea of an exterior God that you're turning these things over to, who's somehow going to just take care of everything, that's okay because that's not exactly what we're talking about, right? I mean, you talked about turning within. So we know that God is within and God is without and God is all around, everywhere present. But we say turn within because we have access to that God mind, divine mind, our own inner divinity by turning within. We have access to it. We don't have to go get it anywhere outside of ourselves. It is available to us at all times. So that if that helps people, you know, that's great. So what I did was I started practicing this with everything. Like I remember in my early sobriety, I was, I finished graduate school and I was looking for jobs and I would go on these interviews and I would just say, okay, God, I don't know if this job is for me or not. I don't know if this is the right place. Please let your will be done. Let this unfold in the right and perfect way. Um, you know, for all involved, for the highest good of all involved, you know, I'm releasing my own attachment to the outcome because I know that I am being guided by God, by my own inner divinity, my own intuition, my higher self. I'm being guided to that which will be the best and highest for me. And I would do that with every decision. And I would find that now, I don't get answers like, you know, a voice or a billboard or anything. I get very gentle nudgings, you know, go here, do this, do that. You know, people, uh, the answers show up in other people and things that happen. We have to be, when we're asking for answers, we have to be very conscious and aware because they may not come in the way that we think they're going to. And the answer that comes may not look like what we think it's supposed to. So part of this is learning to also try and let go as much as possible of our own preconceived notions. Of, so sometimes we, we think we're turning something over, but we're really going, okay, God, I'm turning this over to you, but psst, what I really want is, you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> and that's okay. That, that's okay. But 
the more we can learn to let go of that, it's basically opening ourselves up to all possibilities, you know, and that requires just a shift in the way we see life that there, you know, so this may be a job interview, but I, I learned, and I learned all this in 12 step and in unity that there's so much more available to me than just, yes, I get this job or no, I don't get this job. There's a huge, you know, infinite potential of possibilities of outcomes of ways that things can happen. I'm just setting an intention that whatever happens, I want it to be the best and highest for me, for all involved, for the universe, for all beings, however we think of that. And it's an opening that allows things to come through that can't come through when we're attached to the way we think things have to turn out. Yeah. You, you talked about open-minded, which I agree is critically important, and I'm remembering one of our program sayings. It's the how do we do this, H-O-W. It's honest, open-minded, and willing. Yeah. And I found that to be super helpful as kind of a go-to. Like if if I forget everything and I'm not sure what to do, I can ask myself or remind myself, as long as I'm honest, <clears throat> open-minded, and willing, things will and are changing. Yeah. And that's just how it is. And one of the questions that one can ask as we turn within in in prayer or in silent uh, meditation, contemplative prayer, however you think of it, is show me what my part is in this. What is mine to do Mm -hmm. here? Yes, I love that. And just staying open. Like you said, I don't, you know, I don't hear a voice, but I know people that say that they do. mine is more of a a gut instinct Mm -hmm. uh it like you said it'll show up in what other people say which is another reason why a recovery community has been Mm -hmm. so critical for me because i can hear other people sharing and every once in a while even if i feel like i don't even want to be here every once in a while something will happen and i realize this is exactly why i'm here i was here to hear that and i needed that and thank you god that i was here to hear that and so the answers if you will to my questions will show up in different ways over time Um, i love what you were just saying about basically keeping it open-ended you know one thing that i have to always remember is not to limit the activity of the spirit in my life which we tend to do right yes i do because i you know i have the old habit of relying on my way of thinking yes. and my way of seeing like i know what i want i know the outcome i know all the possible ways it could happen and i just need you know this magical thing to come in and make it so well that's putting me at the center of everything uh what's more helpful is exactly what you shared and it shows up in our phrase this or something better mm-hmm. you know this or something better i'm affirming this wonderful outcome or something better as not to limit the spirit so the to me the core of the practice is this turning within inquiring or asking what is mine to do what is my part in this and then just staying open uh again part of how honest open-minded and willing to stay such and things will and do and have and continue to change And like we always say, don't take our word for it. 
check it out for yourself. Absolutely. Because the reason I can get on here and say I believe in this so strongly is because of years and years of experience of this stuff working for me. You know, when I turned things over, when I released to the best of my ability, my attachment to the way I thought things were supposed to turn out, things almost always turned out so much better in ways that I couldn't even have imagined. And I always say the very best things in my life which I can tell you right now, my son, my husband, and my calling to ministry, I had nothing to do with. Now, I didn't have nothing to do with, but they were not the Michelle plan. They were not things that I ever could have imagined in my wildest dreams. They were definitely not things that I made happen single-handedly in my life. They were things that came to me because I kept opening and opening and opening and trying to just do what was in front of me, do what was mine to do and um, and allowing and allowing things to show up in my life that didn't look the way I thought they were supposed to look. The best things in my life did not look the way I thought they were supposed to look. That's a beautiful let go and let God. That's what you did. And it's yes. easy. You're talking about in hindsight. It's a lot easier yeah. to see in hindsight. Yeah. 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 That is a beautiful thing. Because things do just seem, it seems like things just happen. Like I didn't do anything. What I did was get out of my own way. Yes. And allow. What I did is open to receive it. Because sometimes things are trying to come to us and we can't receive them because we're too closed off. We're too limited. It doesn't look like what we thought it was supposed to look like. So we reject it. Doesn't fit in my little box of an idea of how it's supposed to be. And so once you've had that experience, like I have over and over in my life, that the best things in my life didn't look like what I thought, you know, didn't come because I made them come, then you learn to trust that and you learn to move through life in a much more allowing way. You know, I don't know what my future is going to look like. I don't know what my life is going to look like five years from now, 10 years from now, but I know that I'm going to keep asking for and opening to receive my very best and highest good. Yeah. And when we do that and we practice that as a spiritual practice, more and more good keeps showing up in our lives because that's what God wants to do. That's the nature of God. God wants to express God's own infinite goodness through us. So like you said, we get out of our way. We become vessels for that goodness to express. And this is what you and I have both experienced by putting these practices into play and our faith, if you will. And once again, we're not asking you to believe any of this because we're saying it. We're asking you to do what we did and find out for yourself. We're Mm -hmm. confident you will find amazing things. It is time now for what we call recovery in a nutshell. This is when it's, it's, it's our episode's greatest hits. Right. When we go back and try to summarize in the short form, the pieces of everything that we've just shared that we would find most helpful. So Reverend Michelle, in a nutshell, if someone came to you and said something like, I'm having trouble letting go, what can I do that will help me trust God and create a life that I really want to live? What would you you know, I mean, I don't know, this is not necessarily going back and covering everything like you said, but it occurs to me, um, well, one thing is is actively forging a relationship with the higher power on a daily basis. That's yeah. so crucial. God is new to us 
or th this type of God, God in the way God is showing up for us now is new to us. And we need to get to know this God. And the way you get to know someone is by spending time in their presence. So we have to forge that relationship. Um, okay, now I lost my other train of thought about um, what can I do that will help me? Um, okay, I totally lost my train of thought. That's all right. We already It'll said practicing back. it, doing it, practicing well, it, and seeing it that it pans action. out. You're putting it into action. And that yeah. I agree, that's exactly what we have to do. And again, when, when I jotted down my thoughts about this, the first thing I wrote was try it for yourself. Yep. You know, perhaps beginning in a daily prayer practice, just do yes. what you can. Just keep, you know, that saying, keep coming back, keep coming back to yes. your prayer practice, whatever that might be. Even if you think it's not very good and other people are probably better, blah, blah, blah. Forget all that. Just keep coming back to whatever yep. it means to you to connect with the spirit. And as we say, don't quit before the miracle, or yes. I would say before the next miracle, because yes. there's more than one and yes. they keep getting better. Um, and if you really are struggling for what to do, do what others are saying they have done that makes sense to you. Do yeah. what, what they've, and until something resonates, because you can always try it. Someone yeah. says something, I think that sounds good. I try it. I'm like, ah, that doesn't work for me at all. So yeah. what? Toss it out the window, move on to whatever's next. Just yeah, that's the other back. piece is that, you know, there's always do-overs. There's always, always do-overs. You can try something out, see how it works for you. You have to find your own way through this because there's certain principles that we share and that are part of the program and that are part of Unity Teachings, but those principles are going to show up in nuanced ways that are right for you, you know, and you have to find, you have to forge your own spirituality because I believe this stuff looks a little different for each of us, depending Absolutely. on our personalities and, yep. you know, and so, it's just doing the deal, showing up and, and like you said, having a daily, having conscious contact on a daily basis. It doesn't have to be a meditation practice per se. And I say that because meditation freaks people out. But in some way that we are making conscious contact with God on a daily basis and that relationship will evolve. So our affirmation for you today, and this is a good one. I let go and let God trusting that all is unfolding in divine order for my highest good. That's it in a nutshell, right? These there. are words to live by. I yes, let go and let God trusting, or I might say knowing that all is unfolding in divine order for my highest good. So well, yes. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, it's happened again. You've given yourself the gift of another episode of spirit of recovery. At least we hope you think of it that way. If you don't, please don't tell us. <laughs> Our fragile egos could not take it, but we're grateful that you're here with us. And we hope that you found something in all of our blathering today that you find genuinely helpful. And we certainly bless you wherever you are on your recovery journey. Yes, we do. And as always, we invite your questions, comments, wisdom, and feedback anytime. Again, you can find us on our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery, or you can email us at spiritofrecoveryunity at gmail.com. And please help us carry the message by following and subscribing to Spirit of Recovery on your favorite podcast platform. You can also support our ministry through our new Patreon page. Check it out, patreon.com slash spiritofrecovery. Well, we are so glad that you decided to join us today, and we hope you found something helpful, and we hope you'll join us again. And most importantly... Don't drink like my co-host. And whatever you do, do not drink like my co-host. 
Instead, have yourself a wonder-filled week. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, and wherever you get your podcasts.